You can go have a seat. We're going to keep going with worship. So if this is your first time with us, I know some of y'all may be from 12 South because 12 South was not able to meet today, but um, welcome. This is not the usual uh, in several different ways, one of which is we're going to try to keep it short and sweet since we have no kid town today. Um, but another way that this is going to be a little different is um, we're going to get a little interactive with our scripture reading. So I need some volunteers to, uh, we're going to have a silent drama to act out the story. So um, I need, uh, let's see, give me, give me some volunteers and I'm going to cast the parts here. Okay, Ethan, Ethan, you're going to be the angel, okay, which is about right. Okay, so uh, we need some other folks up here. Yes, Bella. Bella, you're going to be Mary. <laughs> okay, so Mary's over here. Uh, we need, who else we got? Come on, JD. Okay, shepherds. Hayes and JD, you guys be shepherds. Come on, man, you don't want to? Can we get Cass, you and be a shepherd? No? Field, you and be a shepherd? Jude, Chance, shepherds? Yeah, come on. Okay, you guys are over there. You want to be baby Jesus? Okay, go up there with Miss Bella. <laughs> Come here. Come on. Okay, we'll have baby Jesus from a distance. Okay, we need, uh, we need somebody else. Meg, come on. Meg, uh, we need, give me, give me like three people to be with Meg. Yes. Come on. Come on. Who else we got? Yes. Yes. No, no, you're good too. Come on, Jack. All right. You guys are, you guys are the heavenly chorus. You guys are the, the angels that show up after Ethan sends a message. Okay. And we need a Joseph. Come on. Blake. Come on, bro. Why did it take so long, Blake? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is, this is where Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are. Our shepherds are going to start off over here. Okay, Ethan, you can stand up on the corner there. That's where you make your big appearance. And Jess is going to read the story. And as Jess reads the story, maybe you guys can just kind of be back there until, until it's your part. And then you just come out real strong, okay? Okay, so Jess is going to read the scripture. And you guys just act it out as it goes. All right. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, shepherds, keeping, over, <laughs> keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. <laughs> and they were filled with great fear. <laughs> and the angel said to them, oh, <laughs> the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, <laughs> the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste. Good job, good job. (laughs) And found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. (laughs) Oh. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Awesome. Way to go, guys. Well done. Guys, that was great. Hey, pray, pray with me. Oh, Father, we, uh, we come into your presence this morning. Lord, we're so thankful. Um, so thankful to be your, your children. So thankful that you have not left us in the dark. That you love us. That you have um, broken into this, this darkness. You've broken into this uh, slavery that we are all, um, have all found ourselves under and mastered by. And you have come as the light to set us free. And Lord, you have done that and you are still setting us free and you are um, doing your good work in us that you will bring to completion. And we just celebrate and worship you and praise you for that. And so Lord, this morning, uh, would you receive our praises? Would you um, keep your promise to not let your word return void? Would you fill us with the light of your glory uh, as, we, as we hear your word uh, spoken to us? This day, Lord, open our hearts, open our minds, um, open our eyes to see you and worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so there's a, a story that I read in the Rolling Stone that has like always stuck with me. And it was, I'm a, a big U2 fan. And it was when their album, How to Dismantle the Atomic Bomb came out, or was coming out. And the, the writer of this piece was with Bono in Dublin And he was in, uh, I forgot what kind of car it was, but it was like a really amazing sports car. And they were cruising down the street talking about stuff. And all of a sudden, Bono just slammed on the brakes. And he looked over, the reporter looked over to the side and saw at a local bus stop, these two kids waiting to get picked up by the city bus and taken home from school. And they were wearing, they were like high school kids and they were wearing U2 shirts. So Bono stops, throws it in reverse, rolls the window down, and he says, man, this thing is bugging me. Okay, hold on. Okay, there. Um, Rolls the window down and says, hey, do you guys need a ride? And they immediately recognize him, and they're like, "Uh," and they just kind of walk toward the car, and he gets out, and he takes their bags and puts them in the back, and then they get in the back seat, and he's like, hey, I hope y'all don't mind, but I was kind of talking to this guy about our new album that's coming out that nobody's heard yet. And so um, we're going to play some of it for you, if that's okay. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's okay. Um, and so it was, the, the first track off that album is Vertigo, which is just like really rocks. And, and so he had what I'm sure is this amazing sound system in this amazing car, and he's cranked it up to 11. And they are just blasting this song flying down the streets of Dublin. And the reporter says that he like every once in a while will try to catch a glimpse in the rearview mirror of these kids. And they're just staring at each other, like shaking, like what is happening? And like Bono takes them to their house and drops them off and thanks them for being fans. And, you know, just think about that story because these kids' hearts were 
thrilled beyond belief, literally. Like they are, they are thrilled beyond belief. They're sitting in this, this just dream world. And they're like, how can this be? And they're just sitting here thinking like, and, and we think that, we hear that story. We're like, that's not normal. That's not what happens every day. And has there been some kind of mistake? Because there's this thing in us where we think and they think and, and we know and they know like, I'm not special. Like, I'm not worthy of this. Like, there must be some mistake. I don't know why this is happening. There must be some catch. There must be some angle. Um, and so that's, you know, this, this whole um, series, this Advent series we've been doing, this is called Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room. And we've been looking at the Christmas story. We've been looking at Advent, which is Latin for coming, and Jesus is coming um, from all these different angles, from these different perspectives to see like, Lord, would you teach us how to wait on Jesus's coming, how to receive him in his coming? Because we believe that he has come as a baby. He will come as a, a conquering king. And, and all the while in between those two grand comings, there are many um, infinite ways that he comes to us all the time as he makes his home in us, as he relates to us. And so, Lord, would you teach us what it is, how to receive him in all the ways that he comes to us now today? And so uh, we're looking at these different perspectives, and today we're looking at um, some shepherds. I'm, I'm not even going to call them the shepherds because they're not the shepherds. They're just some shepherds. There were these guys that were nearby, and we don't know their names. And, uh, and they, like us, um, realize, you know, we're, we're not special. Like, there's nothing about us that makes us worthy of this kind of visit. Um, but here they were, and so we, we start our passage in verse 8. Um, these shepherds were literally just some dudes nearby. They were just some guys keeping sheep, and the shepherds, it was not a, uh, a great sought-after job. This, this was like the lowest of the low. And these guys were just in a field with these sheep, they're not looking for Jesus. They were not studying God's prophecy about his Messiah coming. They were probably even falling asleep when they went to worship. They probably didn't smell good. They probably weren't very smart. They probably didn't have a lot of um, things on their resume that would make them very uh, sought after or likable. They were just very, very, very average, um, if that, people. And they were just in this field, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an angel appeared, God's glory shining everywhere around them like a spotlight. And it's like they've been caught in their little lives by God's gaze. And the Lord has is, is directed his attention on them. And as you might imagine, that uh, first response to that was fear, that the God of the universe is looking at me and noticing me. And the angel says, um, don't be afraid. I'm here with really good news of great joy, news so good that when you hear it, you might explode from too much joy. And he tells them that this is not just good news for the well-off, this is not just good news for the accomplished, this is not just good news for the Jews, this is not just good news for a certain race or a certain nationality or a certain amount of money or a certain anything. This is good news of great joy for all people. This is literally the good news. When we say gospel, um, that means good news. And this, this is it right here in this passage. It's not just for people that have a beautiful home. It's not just for people who are successful or nice or kind or particularly likable. It's not people with a clean track record or people who've never dealt with depression or anxiety. Um, it's not about any of this. It's, it's literally good news for everyone. And you, you have been caught. You have been seen by God. But it's not uh, being caught in God's critical eyes or his judgment. 
It is being caught in his extravagant, overflowing love and grace. Because what I'm telling you right now is that you don't have to fear anymore. And so just like as we get into what the angel says here, let's just read into it of of why he's saying what he's saying. He starts off with fear not. They would be afraid because this is a holy, perfect God and they know who they are. Um, They are very unholy, very imperfect men. And he says, you don't have to be afraid. I'm not here with news of judgment. I'm here with news of great joy for you and for all people. You don't have to be afraid of who you are or who you're not. But I'm here with good news of great joy for all people because to you, not just in general, but to each one of you is born today in the city of David, a savior. And that's what's good news is you and I need a savior. We are in need of saving. And there's something in me that like even this morning as I was kind of praying over this passage, when I read that and I say, yeah, I do need a savior. I can just, it's like a sigh of relief. Like I can stop pretending and stop trying to be perfect and stop trying to act like I I don't have problems. I need a savior and you need a savior. And the good news is that he has come and it's Christ the Lord. And this will be a, a sign for you. This will be a sign for you shepherds who work in the field, who you think nobody cares about you, nobody's looking at you. This is a sign for you that he's here and that I'm telling the truth is that you're gonna go find him in a feeding trough where the animals that you take care of feed. He's not this king in a palace that's so detached from your life. It's not this like, fake good news that is, is for you, but it's really for me. Like when we see people in power and we say, hey, good news, everybody. Like I'm here doing something for you. And it's really for me to build my own track record or to build my brand or to build my following. No, no, no. The angel says, this is good news for you. And here's a sign for you that this baby, this savior who is coming into the world is coming into your world. He's not coming into a privileged version of your world that never touches your world. He's coming into this place exactly where you are, exactly where you find yourself every day. He is, he, you are dirty men and smelly men, and he is a dirty and smelly baby because he's in the exact same place that you live your lives, day in, day out. And this is why we give gifts at Christmas because as this angel says, this is God's gift to you. To you, Jack Grayson. To you, Daniel. To you, Haley. To you, Ethan. To you, Caroline. To you, Pilkington family. Like, this is God's gift to you. To you, Meg. To you, Lindsay. To you, who I think are Lindsay's parents. This is, this is God's gift, not just coming in general to the, the, the world, to generally everybody and nobody at the same time. This is God's gift coming directly to you as an individual, exactly where you are, exactly who you are. And it's a savior. It's, exact, it's like God said, this is for you. And, and this Christmas, I wanted to get you something that I thought you could use and really enjoy. You need a savior. And this Savior is coming to you, and he's here. All the promises that God has made, he's now kept. This is proof that everything that he's promised is going to happen will happen. 
And then right after they deliver this, right after this angel delivers this message, boom, a multitude of heavenly hosts ripping the most epic praise that anyone has ever heard. And I think about back to that story about you two, and it'd be like if you two just like, you know, they're, they're famous for their like elaborate concert setups, but like if they had just taken all of that and found a way to just shrink it, but still equally elaborate and just set up in my backyard one night, like hear noise, I'm like, what is happening out there? Like, yeah, man, we're just setting up for this show and they just blast it. Or like them setting up that kind of elaborate setup at like a truck stop in the middle of nowhere for a few people that happen to be there buying gas. Like this is what's happening. It, it is like the heavenly host, and it's even more than that because it's supernatural beings who dwell in all eternity in the presence of a holy God. And they are letting it rip for these handful of shepherds in this one place in history. And, it, and I don't know if you're like me, but I can hear that and think, isn't that a waste? Like, isn't that a waste for God to, to show that kind of elaborate beauty and love and extravagance on these men? And why do I think that? I mean, in some sense, it, it, it is. Like, it feels like that. Um, But if I think that that is a waste, um, then what do I do with the gospel? <laughs> like, if I think that the way that, that the angels proclaimed this news is a waste, then what do I think about the news itself? Because that's exactly, like, if, if that's a waste, then, then the gospel is really going to blow you away. Because it, it is God, it is this infinitely beautiful, perfect, powerful, holy, awesome being who created and sustains everything that we see and even the things that we don't see, limiting himself into this fragile, vulnerable body born into the pollution of this world, this fallen world for us. Not particularly special people, not particularly likable people, just people, just nobodies living their little lives like these shepherds. And that is the good news, is that these little people living these little lives really need a Savior. And God is so, so, so pleased to give us the Savior that we need in Jesus. And so I love, uh, I, I just would love to see this in real life. Um, but the shepherds, when the angels just disappear, and they're like, I think, I think we should go see what they're talking about. <laughs> like this moment of, yeah, let's, let's go. And so, um, sorry, sheep. I hope, I hope the wolves are already full. We're out. Um, and then they go with haste and, and, and I love what happens when they get there. It says that they go and they make known, uh, what was shared with them. And so you have this picture of the people of God right here in this manger scene. Because if you think about it, Mary, Joseph, these shepherds, um, all very average people, all very unspecial people, um, they've all been visited by angels in these dreams of God coming specifically to them to tell them, I love you, I'm doing something through you, and I'm making all of my promises come true. And what do they do? They get together and they talk about that and they share that with each other. 
Listen to what God said to me. That's amazing because that's exactly what he said to me. And we're getting all these different angles on how the God of the universe is working redemption through his son into the lives of all of his people and into this world. And that's a picture of this. That's a picture of this body. That's a picture of these people of God coming to all of us and speaking to our hearts and us coming together and celebrating that and sharing that with each other. That's why the community of God's people is such a gift. And then they worship. Why? Because that's exactly what you do. Um, that's, what, that's what you do when the God of the universe speaks to you and knows you and loves you is you worship him because that's what we were made for. And it's what Jesus makes possible. We don't have to be afraid of God anymore. Um, he loves us and he has made us okay. That's what salvation is, is now we're okay. We don't talk in terms of saving and salvation a lot in our everyday conversations, but we do talk about being okay and not being okay. Well, now we're okay. We're okay with God. We're okay with each other. We have peace. And we have a future that is secure. And all of our hopes and dreams are really found there in this sure hope that is coming and has come and will ultimately come when Jesus comes back. God is making his home in us. He has made his home in us. And now we are thrilled by his extravagant love for us for all eternity. So Merry Christmas. Like if you were disappointed yesterday with what you got or what you didn't get, there's good news. Like Merry Christmas. This is what you have in Christ. For our whole lives, we receive this gift and we give it. And it is our joy to do both forever. It is our joy to continue to receive this Jesus that has come to us and is coming to us and will ultimately come for us. And it's our joy. It is the joy of our hearts to share that gift with the world. The light of the world now dwells in us. We are the light of the world. And we come like this angel with good news. Hey, you don't have to be afraid anymore. God loves you. He has, he has come so that you can be okay and you can have life with him. And we watch what happens when we share that. And that's what we were made for. Father, we, uh, we love you, Lord, and we, we long to love you more. And Lord, you love us and you can't love us anymore because you love us with all the love that you have, which is infinite and abundant and all powerful and uh, full of everything that we need, full of grace and mercy and love and enjoyment and delight. Um, Lord, I pray that as we move out of this Christmas celebration into the new year, Lord, that you would, you would reform us, that you would um, continue your transformative work to make us more like you, to enable us to, to live more and more into this great love that you have for us and out of that great love. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.